The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, how are you? I hate it when people do that. They act like they see you. Is that people actually do that? Like, how are you? I see people do that in radio commercials or hear them sometimes. Hey, how are you? I'm John. You can't answer the question. We have to cancel some magic words. It starts by canceling them in our minds. And then we need to expose the magic words so we can cancel them for others. Magic words exist. Black as related to human beings is a magic word. As you know, the word trans, made up word, which means nothing, is also a magic word. Migrant is a magic word. Our democracy, our phrase is a magic word. We need to stop letting the magic work in our hearts and our minds, and we need to expose them for what they are, which is con jobs, but really made small, synaptic con jobs, right? The synapses transferring energy across brain cells, synaptic cons. I like that. I might use that again. We'll get started with the help of Renew Healthcare, renew.healthcare, R-E-N-U-E.healthcare. It's where you elevate your healthcare. Far more importantly, we do this with the help of Neana, who's staying late today. She is. She's really staying late today. I appreciate you, Neana. And of course, with God Almighty. In three, two, one. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is a day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Is there such a thing as black magic? I don't know if there's such a thing as black magic, but there's definitely magic phrases. There's very, very powerful phrases. What we need to do is make them something that in the tech community they used to call a fenord. This F-J-N-O-R-D, fenord. This is way back in the day. And a fenord was a word you heard so often that it became meaningless. One of my favorite examples of that is, well, fresh. Fast food restaurants will say their food is fresh. No, it's not. It's frozen. I guess what Wendy says their hamburgers have never been frozen. Does that make you nervous? <laughs> but you hear that word so often applied or new. It's new. You see this a lot on social media. Breaking that we've just learned to look past those words because they don't really mean anything. You know, we're an honest car dealer. Okay, then why do you have to tell people? The name of our business is blank, blank, blank creative. Are you creative? Because if you were, I don't know that you'd have to say it. You could, could show it. So we need to take these words that are so powerful in our society and us, we need to look through them to make them for We just don't even pay attention to them anymore. For others, we need to de-emphasize their power. And is it by overusing them? No, I think it's really just by asking questions. You know how fond I am of Socratic inquiry. 
I have been delving into this story out of the separate country of Washington. This is an example. Washington state diverted $340 million in federal COVID funds to, to so-called migrants. Let's piece that apart. Diverted? No, they stole. That's not what the money was earmarked for. Well, not even earmarked. Congress has control of the purse by way of legislation. So when they diverted those monies, they broke the law. So they stole them. But when they use the word migrants, you know and I know what they're doing. No, no, you don't mean migrants. You mean illegal immigrants. Migrant is a magic word because we're all migrants. Most of us, unless you're Native American on this continent, you're a migrant or your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents were. Secondly, the Lord Jesus reminds us, and the Bible reminds us actually to be kind to sojourners because we're all sojourners. We're sojourners here in this planet because we're to be in the world and not of it. It's ultimately not our home. It's a place we're visiting. That's what it is. So when we take the word migrant, one of the things we can do with people is say, what kind of migrant? Not, not race, but what kind of migrant? When they use that phrase, do they mean people who came in through Ellis Island and became legally on the path to citizenship? It's using things that people know to help them examine things that they're getting conned by or they don't know. So when you ask a simple question, like what kind of migrant? Oh, well, I mean, guess, you know, undocumented workers. Okay. So people who came into the country illegally. Oh, no human being is illegal. Magic word. Well, of course, no human being is illegal. But that's how the game with magic words is played. Now, see, in this case, of course, what the separate country of Washington is going to do is say, but these are the least of these. These are the migrants. No one was more affected by COVID than the migrants. Well, actually, people were pretty well equally affected by COVID, unless you were old and, and, and really, really out of shape. It's just one of the ways that they scam. Here's another one. In our financial system, we're talking here about diverting funds. No, when you divert funds, you're stealing if those funds are legally, legally applied to that, right? To be applied to COVID relief, you're stealing. But what about in our country where there's something called buying deal flow? Do you know what this is? Buying deal flow works like this. Very, very mobbed up financial entities, hedge funds, etc., They've created software that allows them to respond to data they get from investment companies that pretend to be working for the little guy, like Robin Hood type things. Oh, we're for everybody. We charge very little fees and it's, it's Robin Hood. It's robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Do you know what actually happens there? When little people like us are purchasing, the people who buy deal flow get to jump ahead in line. So here we are saying, we'll purchase that stock at $340. The line jumpers come along and say, $342. They go ahead of us. Next thing you know, our order is for $342 or $344. They make money, we lose. The SEC allows this because it helps with liquidity in the market. No, it helps their friends make money. See, I learned this because I 
pay a lot of attention to what Zach Abraham says in our show. He's the chief investment officer, Bulwark Capital Management. He's a guy who's willing to talk truth about our financial system. He's also a guy who's in a frustrating position right now. He expressed this last Friday. A lot of people are buying absolutely irrational value. They're buying companies that are going up $50 billion in value every day with no changes to their actual performance. People are buying that stock because other people are buying it. That's the height of madness. And if you're close to retirement 5, 10, even 15 years away, sooner or later, people are going to figure out the madness. So do this. Get Zach's free copy of his Common Sense Investing Guide from Bulwark Capital Management. This can show you how to practice risk management on your own and how active management of portfolios can actually reduce risk and volatility. Here's all you need to do. Go to know yourriskradio.com. That's K-N-O-W, knowyourriskradio.com. Ask for a free copy of the Common Sense Investing Guide. Lower Capital Management's an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. And investments, because you don't know this, involve risk. And past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Here's another magic word, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It also has to do with um, immigration. This was an obvious one. But Kerry Lake does a fantastic job of stealing the magic word back from the people who've used it to steal. Complaint about 12 million folks need to be sent back to their homeland and such. That presumably includes those identified, uh, commonly referred to as dreamers, does it not? I'm talking about people who've come across since Joe Biden opened up the border on his first day of his administration. Anybody who's come over in this, inv in this Biden invasion needs to be repatriated back to their homeland. Can you clarify is, on dreamers? I don't know what you want to call them. You know what? I'm a dreamer, and I have big dreams for my country. Right. Do you know the yeah, folks yeah, who are... Yes. I have big dreams for yes. my country. See, this is, what, this is what the Arizona Republic likes to do. They like to twist language to make people who want security for their communities look bad. I have great compassion for the people coming over. They're leaving something. Some of them are criminals, though. And what I have real compassion for are the people who haven't been shown any compassion. And those are the American people, our American children who are dreamers, our American families, our American individuals who have a dream to live the American dream. Here's another way she could approach it. She did a great job, and this is a way we can approach it. Someone says they're widely called dreamers. By whom? No, you said widely, so by whom? By the way, who invented that phrase, dreamer? Where'd that come from? Did it just arrive? Did God breathe it out of his mouth and say, here, call them dreamers? How did it happen? Well, you probably remember how it happened. Barack Hussein Obama's speechwriters invented the word dreamer. Why? Because it's a magic word. I mean, who doesn't want to help a dreamer? Willy Wonka talked about the dreamers in our society. So we ask a question. Who calls them dreamers? Why? Who invented it? Who invented the word transgender? Because it wasn't always a word. In fact, a couple of minutes ago, it wasn't a word. About 15 years ago, it was called transsexual. Why'd they change it? Transsexual meant something. It was definable. It meant you had gone through a surgical and hormonal process so you could pretend to be the other sex. It meant something concrete. It also meant a process was involved, a process that sane people would say would require a lot of study. 
Hey, before we chop off your genitalia and shoot you up with wrong sex hormones, do you think we should try a lot of other things? And that's the way it was. There were gatekeepers, even for adults. Could take you years to be approved for these radical surgeries. So they needed a magic word. The magic word was transgender. It's magic because it's meaningless, but it's packed with meaning. So then they went from transgender to trans woman, trans man. And then the chant, trans women are women. You might recognize this guy. I think we showed him last week. Man, I'll put this picture up of a guy who likes to call himself Maria Childress. Maria Childress gets to pretend to be a woman, a trans woman, don't you know? I think that image is up. I can't see it from my side, but I'm trusting it. There it is. If you're watching the video, take a look at this guy. Would you let him work at a daycare center changing diapers? If you're not looking at the video service, you can start to do that by going to video.thetoddhermanshow.com for 27 cents a day. When you make a yearly commitment, you get HD quality video with three cameras. You get to see images like this. When we interview people, you get to see what they look like. You get involved in chats. We do live Zoom with um, with listeners and podcast family members where we chat with one another. If you do this on a month by month basis, it's 27 cents, pardon me, 37 cents per day. Video.thetoddhermanshow.com. So this guy, if you looked at him, would you, and he came and said, I would like to change your diaper on, on your baby. Would you say, sure, yeah, please do. But he's a woman. Boy, he's a trans woman. Now he's been convicted because he pled guilty to sexual misconduct with a baby. But here's a picture of him where he's a woman. He's a trans woman. He's the same dude who's obviously a dude in a French maid outfit because he's probably also an autogynophiliac who is sexually aroused by pretending to be a woman and by having other people play along, but it's a magic word. So again, the technique. If you're talking with someone who's given into this lie, ask him a question. What does transgender mean? A lot of people will say, well, it's someone who identifies as something other than the sex they were born. What does that mean? Identify. If you boil it down, what it means is they think, they imagine. Thoughts are imaginations. They're opinions. They can't be proven. They can be felt. What are they really? They're feelings. If we will begin to piece the magic parts of of these magic words apart, we can begin to subtract the power they have over others, and they have massive power over others. NBC News is accusing the woman who runs libs of TikTok of being someone who's, well, getting people bombed. In fact, they ran an article. NBC News, there have been at least 33 instances since 2020 when people or institutions singled out by libs of tech talk later reported bomb threats or violent intimidation. The threats targeted schools, hospitals, businesses, and officials across 16 states. Well, there was the case where they accused Chaya of causing this in a gender mutilation clinic, and then it turned out that was in Boston. That never happened. Because someone said to Boston's Children's Hospital, would you please produce your 911 calls? Oh, you didn't make any? Oh, even though there was a bomb threat. And then, of course, there's this. What does Chaya do at Libs of Talk Talk? 
TikTok. She takes people who've fallen for black magic, who are used to talking with one another, and she brings them into the public sphere and says to ordinary people or people who have, well, decided to serve the Lord Jesus and are harder to con in that way. Look at this. This is what they're saying. This is how they treat their magic words with one another. And Chaya predicted what NBC News would do, and this is what NBC News is doing. Have any charges been brought against specific individuals who made these threats? Is there any scenario where law enforcement is looking at the owner of these of this account, uh, Haya Raychek, and saying, okay, maybe we can hold her responsible for some of these incidents? I mean, investigating a bomb threat, it takes up a lot of police resources. It traumatizes people who are at the other end of that. What sort of consequences could there be here? That's right, Ellison. Um, every, right. every law enforcement officer I spoke to, up to the FBI, talked about how much, uh, how many resources these threats take up, even when they turn out to be hoaxes. Now, uh, it's important to note that Haya herself is not uh, a suspect in any of these bomb threats. Oh. Um, the accusation from victims and from law enforcement is that she has helped to inspire or spark these <laughs> threats by essentially creating a list for someone or multiple people to go through and, and pick potential targets. So people say things in social media by their own volition of their own choice. They decide to promote them and hope people see them. And then Haya, is that how I'm to say it? Haya takes that, puts it up on libs of TikTok and says, hey, look, people are saying things they want you to see, except not you because you haven't fallen for the magic words. Got it? Incidentally, I don't recall MSNBC being that upset when Jesse Smollett pretended to have been attacked by Trump supporters in Chicago. Remember that? That took a lot of police resources, weeks of police resources, as they were looking for the Trump supporters in Chicago who were going around wearing mega hats and beating up black people. Of course, because black... Black is a magic word. So is abortion. See, it's magic because people who like abortion believe that it is saving a life. Well, that's, that's the way it's colored. I mean, it's saving a woman's life. After all, women who get pregnant, they just lose their lives. They it's trapped. Those of us who think of it differently think of it as something, well, to be avoided at all costs, something that is evil. Allen's Soap made a decision. The owners of Allen's, the people who run it for Allen, Allen's 13, doesn't run the soap company, but he is the chief soap officer. They decided to not abort him. And they were under pressure to do it because doctors use magic words. He'll have no quality of life. Right? He's going to be a drain on you. Magic words. John and his wife decided to not give in to those magic words. And as their son grew, they wanted a place for him to work. He has it, Alan Soaps. He's the chief soap officer there, inventing some of the fragrances. If you're on the video service that you see before you, you'll see Alan doing his job here in a little bit. They invented the company. He invented the soap fragrances. He's nonverbal. He's been through about 18 surgeries, but he's a very serious worker. So is his little brother, Ian, you see there. The soap is made in America. It's all natural. And it's made by a family that has three generations of soap making expertise. So our goal is this, 
more soap equals more kids working at Allen's. We want four kids working there this year. John has identified two more kids with special needs like Allen and Ian to work at Allen Soaps. It's allensoaps.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd to get 10% off everything there. There's a new loyalty program John's created. And yep, if you purchase soap within the beginning of the year, he's already counted those loyalty points towards you. I know that program didn't exist, but John's giving that to you now because that's who he is. Jesse Smollett got away with what he was doing because Jesse Smollett is black. Pretty simple. I was doing that, that ridiculously bad team radio show at the time when the Jesse Smollett hoax occurred. And I remember asking on the air, am I the only one? I said this during the team show and we had our news lady in there, Heather. I actually said, am I the only one who thinks this is probably a hoax? <gasps> no one would do that. You know what I had open on my computer, of course, was a website that tracks racial hoaxes like this. Some of them we can remember by name. Wait a minute, you mean Al Sharpton never pretended the Tawana Brawley case was real? He still owes money for that. Black is a magic word. It's a magic word in defending, like, well, wait, they're black. It's also a magic word in conservative circles. No, it is. Black conservative. People hear that and they go, oh, we need that. Well, we do. But let's not worship it. How about conservative? I truly want to be the person that forgets the word black as terms of human beings exist. Oh, I know. I'm erasing black people. No, I want to erase the power of a magic word. I'd love it if there wasn't a black vote because that means there's a white vote and that means there's division. But black is a magic word. For instance, you know what you can do if you're about to be the president or the boss of a country? If you're about to be the prime minister of South Africa and you're white, and you come across and say, we should kill the blacks, you're not going to be prime minister. Thank God. But what if you're black and you come out and say, let's kill a bunch of whites. Like, I don't know. Four million of them. This is Julian Malema likely to be the next prime minister of South Africa. Never be scared to kill. A revolution demands that at some point there must be killing because the killing is part of a revolutionary act. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm saying to you, we've not called for the killing of white people. At least for now. I can't yes. guarantee the future. Yeah, but I mean, you'd understand somebody watching that, especially as it gets shared on Twitter, they freak ah, out. It sounds like a genocidal ah, ah, Cry babies. <laughs> cry babies. I'm not <laughs> for the slaughter of white people, at least for now. The, uh, we, uh, I can't give you a guarantee of the future, especially when things are going the way they are. Subtext. Especially th if things are going the way they are, there will be a revolution in this country, I can tell you now. We are not calling for the slaughter of white people, at least for now. That means at some future date, we may call for the slaughter of white people. Is that well, correct? Let's deal with that at that future date. I don't know what's going to happen. So you're saying you are not ruling out that in the future, you may very well call for the slaughter of white people. It may not be me. Could it be you? 
It could be me, yes, but it may not be me. Yes, so it could be you. You could, at some future date, call for the slaughter of white people. Shoot to kill the mother. Kill the poor, the farmer. Kill the poor, the farmer. I had understood that we can't have people like that. I'd understood that we fight psychopaths like Vladimir Putin. We have to prevent things like this. I'd understood that we were on the lookout for the next Hitler, who, of course, is Donald John Trump, because he's going to kill everybody. But that's what's going on in South Africa. By the way, have you seen that in (laughs) Magic Word Alert, the news? My wife very wisely calls the news, news programming. That's a good word for it, programming, because it is programming. It's programming you to think a certain way. It's also deprogramming people. Well, I mean, that's what the propaganda of silence does. It deprograms so that people can't see things like that. Black is a magic word. And there are certain black people who know this and they use it as magic words, not necessarily on the level of genocide, because thankfully there's not a lot of black people who run countries or are about to demanding genocide. There's far more than there should be, but there's not that many. There's a woman who uses this and it's so funny to watch her do it because it's completely ineffective. We're going to watch that in a second. We are people who prepare, right? We see what's coming and it's wisdom to prepare. God tells us that the wise see a storm coming and the wise prepare. We build our houses on solid rock foundation. Make sure that you in your home have built on a solid foundation and being able to handle the worst that comes your way. Get to fourpatriots.com slash Todd. Check out what they've done with the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. This now has 12 AC outlets, two USB 2 connections, which charge devices twice as fast. It has two times the peak power of the other solar generators, and it's still a bug out kit dream. You can pick this thing up and take it with you in a, you know, maybe a minute's notice, not even that, 30 seconds. But here's what they've done now. 4patriots.com slash Todd will give you the solar panels for free so you can run medical devices, refrigerators, freezers, et cetera, in your home, your computers. And if God forbid you have to bug out, you take it with you. Even if it's just because there's a flood or something like that, you'll want power with you. Go to 4patriots.com slash Todd. Remember, you get free shipping on orders over 97 bucks. Plus, you get peace of mind and the ability to help a neighbor because we all want to be able to do that. 4patriots.com slash Todd. Magic words like black, we have to be able to strike them out. Not the black people, of course, but the words magic. Listen to this and watch this if you're watching. This is a mayor named Tiffany Henyard. And listen to her defense of, well, she's being charged with using government funds to purchase first class tickets, a million dollar giveaway, a $287,000 salary. Listen and watch her defend herself. I should be ashamed of y'all stuff. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks, Henyard blames on trustee budget cuts. Then four people were shot and injured last week, leaving nerves frayed and Henyard's opponents pointing out her sizable security detail. It's unfortunate that politics are being played, but what has happened is a million dollars out of my budget, 
has been cut because of politics. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet, the mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. Y'all don't do no work, no work. Tiffany Henyard considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her over spending. At the end of the day, vendors hey, look, are not he's being black. paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. How about you be a good leader, bring our... Hey, she's black. So not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. I love so the floating the plane they're showing. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to 13000 Henyard has refused to explain the specific purpose of the trip or why they travel in such style. <laughs> because she's black, that's why. She's from uh, Dalton, Illinois. She's also in the Thornton Townships or Thornton Township Supervisor, Village of Dalton. So the questions, which of those black people is the most black? Because Tiffany Henry's saying, y'all should be ashamed for going after a black woman, a black woman in power. Wait a minute, they're in power too. Which of them's the most black? What are black issues? I think this is one of the ways to deal with magic words is to ask, what are black issues? Because I keep hearing about people need to vote for black issues. Black people need to vote for black issues. What are they? Do black people not care about election integrity? They not care about uh, our border? What exactly do they care about? Black issues. Like what? Welfare. Oh, I see. So welfare is a black thing. Now we could have a discussion. How do we get that? I thought that was wrong to say that. Well, probably it is wrong to say that. And yet there is a time to just examine magic words. That's what we're doing here. For me, there's a lot of magic in the word veteran, soldier, service member. I think it's good magic. I think we should keep that magic in our hearts. Because they act in a godly way, willing to lay down their lives for their brothers. There is no greater love than, man, than mankind has. And when you get a chance to interact with someone who's done that and is humble about it, like really humble. Most most guys are, I think. Most, most guys are. But kind of humble to an offsetting degree. We'll have to have Tim Cruikshank in studio. I know you've heard me chat with him. He's the founder and CEO of Bonefrog Coffee. He's a 25-year Navy veteran. He was a Navy SEAL as a medic attached uh, in three deployments. He was a BUDS instructor training other SEALs. I want you to see him and the way he interacts with others and the humble, humble pose he has. It's not a pose, but a humble stature he employs. It's just who he is. If you're watching the video service, I found the goat locker image I'd lost. This is a picture of this incredible coffee and the packaging is insane it's called the goat locker blend it's a dark french roast very dark french roast it took tim and his team including dave stewart i think dave is the coffee legend who started seattle's best coffee mentors tim's team actually makes some of the roast an entire year to perfect this blend 
It is the only coffee that I've ever described as sophisticated because maybe I'm not a sophisticated palate, but I love this coffee. And you can go to bonefrogcoffee.com slash Todd, get 10% off your first purchase, 15% off subscription coffee. You could also, if you're watching the video service, get merch like this shirt and this hat. I don't know who does his merch, but it is very, very high class. Bonefrogcoffee.com slash Todd, 10% off your first purchase, 15% off of subscription coffee. Magic words like immigration. Immigration for years had been thought of as a bonus. Most people, like we're all immigrants unless we're Native Americans. But we're not talking about immigration anymore. We're talking about illegal immigration. This is a senator that used to be a magic word. They've destroyed the magic in that no one respects senators anymore. That's a problem for our country. We should talk about that one day. Jimmy Lankford, because James is a magic word. It conveys respect, maturity. Jimmy Lankford was put up by Mitchell McConnell to push this unconscionable immigration bill, this codifying into law the right to immigrate into our country illegally. He was caught outside some of the Senate offices and asked about this bill. Listen to some of his magic words. It'll fail in the Senate. Uh, if I can use the House term, it'll be dead on arrival uh, when it comes over. Uh, but it'll still be the same policy, even if Mayorkas left. We're going to have the same result because we've got the same president who's driving the policy just like we did under Trump. What's the magic word there? Policy. No, it's a magic word. Policy. Policy means it's been considered and examined. It's been looked at from all points of view. It's written down. That's not the case here. No, they say their policy is to have the safest, most secure border in history. That's not their policy. Policy means that they would behave that way. It's, after all, their behavior. The policy doesn't exist. The negligence exists. The decision to refuse to uphold the Constitution exists, but it's not policy. Anytime Republicans call it policy... They're letting Democrats hide beneath a magic word, policy being well-considered, thought out, intellectual, certainly not feeling-based, certainly not nefarious. Speak truth in these things. God is truth. He cannot deceive. He cannot be deceived. God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. There's darkness when you are purposely allowing your country to be invaded. Our democracy... That's a big one. That makes people's hearts pitter-patter. Our democracy. Number one, factually, we don't have a democracy. God forbid we ever have a direct democracy. We have a Republican form of government, a Republican democracy. When we talk about election integrity, you'll often hear, that's an attack on our democracy. Well, is Molly Hemingway attacking our democracy, or is she pointing to the magic words and doing away with them, safest, most secure election. This is a long clip. It's also an important one. The American system of self-governance is under attack. 
Instead of an election day where everyone votes at the same time and with the same full set of information, votes are counted quickly and everyone promptly knows and trusts the outcome, we now have lengthy election seasons that can last months prior to and even after election day. The situation is so absurd that we have presidential and gubernatorial debates weeks after some people have already voted. Instead of having total security and a verifiable chain of custody for ballots being issued, cast, and counted, we flood addresses across the country with tens of millions of unsupervised mail-in ballots months ahead of elections, frequently to locations from which voters, if they're even alive, have long <laughs> since moved. Instead of having election administration that is rigorously nonpartisan and impartial under the law, we have allowed the private takeover of government election offices by partisan oligarchs and their armies of activists who use those offices and their authorities to tilt the election toward favored candidates. Instead of voters being able to vote for the candidate of their choice, powerful interests backed by wealthy oligarchs are working to remove the most popular candidate and the ruling party's chief opponent from the ballot in a move reminiscent of Soviet Russia. And if that weren't enough, instead of the top candidates chosen by the people being able to fully engage in a vigorous campaign heading into an election, we have one side actively attempting to throw its opponent in prison and bankrupt his family, again reminiscent of Soviet Russia. Instead of a system of rule of law that gives Americans the same rights and due process, the Department of Justice and other partisan actors are prosecuting their opposition, whether powerful or lowly, and doing so in places where partisan juries will ensure a quick conviction. Instead of a free and independent press that shares news and information to help inform voters, we have a press that is almost exclusively the arm of one political party and is so corrupt that it is willing to perpetrate hoax after hoax against opposition party members. Instead of a vibrant public square where Americans can debate issues and express their strongly held views, we have an elaborate censorship industrial complex where the government works hand in hand with tech oligarchs to suppress and blacklist debate on all the important issues that contribute to election outcomes. But it's Donald Trump that's a threat to our democracy. And if I could write like Molly Hemingway, I'd never leave my house. I'd stay home and write stuff and read it. But that's really good. Magic words. We don't have a democracy. We have a republic. If we can keep it, which is what John Adams said, if you can keep it, which requires killing the magic words. <sighs> I don't even think I can do this anymore. There's no bat. I want to apologize to this audience. I'm going to give Nana one more chance. She stayed late today. Maybe she will squawk like a bat. Ain't ever going to happen, is it? What about just coming across in the frame, just flapping your bat wings just one time, just for the host, just to help me just do the video of the day? You know what? I just got to get with the big voice and have him do now on the Todd Herman Show, the video of the day, just to level set who's in this here, guys. This is Senator Chris Murphy. He's on MSNBC with the guy who wears smart glasses. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? 
Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. uh, And it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. This is not 2013 any longer when we ran that play last. The negotiation. Wait, wait, wait. I started again. He said the people we care about most in this country. The undocumented workers. He said the part that you're not supposed to say out loud, out loud. Say the thing again, Chris. Undocumented workers used to be a magic word. But we've destroyed it as a magic word. Let's remember to be Socratic. Let's remember that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So just bring light to this. Which of these people is most black? By the way, what does trans mean? When you say transgender, what does that mean? By the way, who started calling them dreamers and why? You said it's widely used. By whom? I think in that way, we can get our grounding back and maybe get part of our country back. Of course, that's a consolation prize. Because the big prize, of course, is getting souls back where they belong with the Lord Jesus Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to meet together. Thank you for this studio. Thank you for people who work on the show, Nana and Christopher. Thank you for major creative marketing out of Seattle. Thank you for Radio America. Thank you for AFR. Who am I forgetting? Dave the Digital, Julie. Thank you for my wife, that dude at the convenience store who always gives me the double thumbs up. You go to go record. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and and hey, 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 hey. make every effort to walk in God's light. Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.